We've made it, guys. It's the end of 2019, and this is the 2019 special edition end of the year wrap up of Weird AF News, where I've compiled what I think are the funniest, weirdest stories of 2019 all into one episode. It's two hours long, so you're going to want to buckle up for this, but you know, uh, I normally don't go really long with these episodes. I like to keep it around 20 minutes, so you know, hey, finally, we got a long one. It's two hours. You, I don't know, rustle up some loved ones and friends, smoke a doobie, and buckle up for the the weirdest stories of 2019. There's a theme. I think I found the theme for 2019 when it came to weird AF news, and it was women gone weird. Yes, WGW, as I like to call it. 2019 was the year of ladies just losing their shit and really going weird. And uh, I think the stories reflect that, and I hope you enjoy this. This is Jonesy, and this is Weird AF News, the final episode of 2019. I hope you enjoy it. Let's do it. A German woman claims that the Boeing 737 airplane that's her current boyfriend is going to be her future husband. So she's going to be off the market, guys, in case you guys guys have been chasing around this lady who's into airplanes. Just, she's not into humans. I mentioned this last week when that lady married a zombie doll about there's a kind of a, there's kind of a trend going on with the ladies marrying inanimate objects and or ghosts of dead pirates and this sort of thing. I think I also did a story about the uh, the woman who married her duvet, her blanket. Remember that one? What's going on? This is called objectophilia. It's a form of sexuality focused on particular inanimate objects. Well, also falling into that category of uh, objects that you can apparently uh, m- attempt to mate with, a, uh, a Boeing 737 is right up there. Michelle Kopke from Berlin, Germany, recalls meeting shots and first being attracted to his wings and his thrusters. All right, so she named it Schatz, S-C-H-A-T-Z. What's that? Oh, yes, she calls the airplane airplane Schatz, the article says. The two have been dating for five years, and she sleeps with her <laughs> with her boyfriend Schatz every night with his thrusters. That's all you care. That's all you women give a damn about anyways is the size of the thrusters. <laughs> It's a five-foot replica of the plane, by the way. It's a five-foot replica. It's not a real... In case you... there are some people out there listening going, how does she take a Boeing 737? It's a replica. It's a toy. She purchased the components of this plane, put it together herself, apparently. There's a picture of her uh, kissing a plane right in the article. That's healthy. <laughs> She's a grown woman. Grown-ass woman. I can't get a date. This grown-ass woman is kissing, is making out with a, a Boeing 737 plastic toy. Oh, boy. Kopke claims that her family has taken the news of her longtime boyfriend quite pleasantly and announced that they plan to wed. Wow, your family is very... Kopke, your family is very lenient. My family would immediately call me an idiot and not take part in my wedding. That's for sure. Close family members would cry at this news. Oh my god. Jonesy is marrying his coffee mug. What happened to his brain? There would be concerns. There would be concerns. People wouldn't be sending me nice congratulatory messages on that one. They would be sending me... Uh, the location of the nearest psychiatric ward would be coming into my Facebook inbox. You better be sure of that. Because my family cares about me. That's why. 
If your family thinks this is a good idea for you to marry a toy plane, they don't care about you. That's just, that's my opinion. Yeah. Friends don't let friends marry toys. Just doesn't happen. Not, not if you're an adult. If you're, if you're, if this woman was 11 years old or 9 years old or whatever the hell it was, I'd be like, oh, fine. This is great. She's playing house with a plane. No, no, I'm not concerned. She's got a great imagination. Imagination. But this is a grown ass woman. Kopke does say she gets a lot of hateful comments, people calling for her to seek therapy or telling her she's sick. She claims she's never been so happy, though. I sleep with my darling every night, either with real components or 1.6-meter model. Intimacy is part of our relationship. So apparently she also has real components to the giant plane that she also will sometimes sleep with, um, in addition to the, the model itself. It sounds to me like she's just really obsessed with this particular model of plane. Um... She says, I want to marry my sweetheart and live together in a hangar. No, that sounds terrible. That's a terrible place to live in a hangar. It's a special kind of love. It doesn't hurt anybody. No, no, it doesn't hurt anybody except for your mom. <laughs> except for your mom, who's going to lose some hair over this. You better believe your mom's going to have to <laughs> up her uh, cholesterol prescription after this one. By the way, living in a hangar, I'm going to say no. Not a good idea. Not, it's not warm in a hangar. It's very, it's not, it's not cozy. It's not homey living in a hangar. Here's the good thing about living in a hangar. You can play, uh, you can play wiffle ball inside the hangar at any time of year. Like in, indoor games or a thing in a hangar. But like actually making it your home? No. I don't see this happening. Now, the legal status of the marriages are a curiosity when you talk about people from countries other than the U.S. So apparently there's some... The U.S. is pretty strict about it. I think you have to marry another human being. Um, but in other places, you can, uh, it's, a little, it's a little murky. So uh, there's a chance she's going to be able to marry this plane, this toy plane. <laughs> the article goes on to say that the majority of folks who identify as object sexual are female, and many have been diagnosed to be on the autistic spectrum. Oh, that's just, I didn't know that. Listen, I didn't say it. The article's just saying what I've been saying, that the majority of the folks who identify as object objectophiles are happen to be female. The majority. And I didn't know about this autism thing. Hey, love whom you want, man. Be intimate with whom you want, man. Marry whom you want. Or what you want. As long as you're not harming anyone, man, who cares? Who cares? This is what the article says. Here's the thing, though. You are harming someone. You're harming people. You're harming your close family and friends. It's harmful to them. You are harming people. It's like when you commit suicide. Very self- You say, I'm not, who am I going to harm? I'm killing myself. No, you're not. You're harming your family and your friends. That's hurtful when you do that to yourself. When you also do shit like marry a zombie doll on, and put it on YouTube, you are hurting your family. It's humiliating. <laughs> so don't tell me you're not harming anybody is what I'm saying I mean maybe I'm wrong you guys tell me if that's if my opinion's off base but if you don't think you're harming someone then you are you are way too selfish way too selfish in this instance a fifth grade class holds a mock slave auction selling off some black students and authorities are investigating this is out of New York Parents were appalled when white students reenacted history by bidding on black students as part of a slave auction. What? <laughs> Whose genius idea is this? Oh, you send your kids to 
school, you don't know what they're going to be exposed to. This is another argument for homeschooling. New York State Attorney General's involved. A fifth grade teacher's under investigation. One of the parents told the news, I'm getting teary-eyed about it because it's like, how could somebody do this to my son? I'm assuming her son was one of these boys that were auctioned off. (laughs) Out of your mind? The teacher at the Chapel School in in Bronxville, New York, asked three black students to raise their hands. Then they were led to the hallway where they were asked, quote, to put imaginary chains along their necks and wrists and shackles on their ankles. Where did they even get this equipment? That means there was planning involved? <laughs> or maybe maybe the teacher already had this equipment because it was done the previous year or two? Who is this teacher? I mean, are they not releasing the teacher's name? <laughs> Administrators are investigating the allegation that the white teacher allowed white students to bid on and buy black students who pretended to be slaves. The media got an email by the principal of the private school, Michael Schultz, who called the social studies lesson racially insensitive and hurtful. Wow, this wasn't even a public school. I was going to guess public school. Although, you know, with the majority of private schools probably being white, uh, it kind of makes more sense that it's this private school, right? Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But this this, this is even worse. I mean, it's like you paid all this money to have a quality education. Instead, you got maniacs teaching private schools, too. I mean, don't let anybody teach public school. Everybody knows that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, some of my comedian friends teach public school. These people are insane and should not be t- talking to, to little kids just on a daily. just shouldn't be happening. But that's public school. You're like, okay, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get morons. This is private school. You would assume you're going to get some, <laughs> some upstanding citizens. No, not the case. No. There's, there's morons everywhere, apparently. The report of racist lessons by a teacher at the chapel school are deeply troubling, says the Attorney General of New York. My office is monitoring this matter closely. Joshua Kimmerling, who represents, represents the fifth grade teacher, Rebecca Antinozzi. Oh, this is who the teacher is. Rebecca Antinozzi, it's a lady. Told the Daily News that the facts of the history lesson were taken out of context. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is what, see, this is like... <laughs> Good luck, lawyer. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep saying s- stupid shit. Like, this isn't going to get her out of it. Uh, no, no, the facts of history were taken out of context. Text. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're taking shackles out of context. I don't know how you take shackles. You tell me the context in which shackling students is proper. You tell me that context, lawyer person. How do you sleep at night, you're a lawyer like this? I mean, how do you do it? It's unbelievable, these people. They really are spawns of Satan. I mean, seriously, some of these lawyers, terrible. I'm sorry if you're a lawyer, but I mean, hey, maybe you're a lawyer that's doing some good in the world. I don't know. But I mean, I'm just saying lawyers like this, like this. How do you sleep? How do you sleep with yourself? <laughs> the betrayal of the history lesson that has been reported reported as inaccurate, out of context, contains false facts and ignores the overwhelming support of Miss Antinozzi from dozens of parents at the school. To the extent anyone took offense to a small portion of the overall lesson that day, it certainly was never intended. Oh, the small portion of the lesson? You mean when they were in shackles and they were bidding on them like pieces of meat? You mean that? That small portion of the lesson? To anyone who took offense to that part of the lesson. You know, but there was a lot more going on. You know, she really did teach the facts. (laughs) You're out of your mind, all of you. (laughs) 
You should both be in jail. Just go to jail. Just get out of my face. Seriously. Wow. Am I just grateful I'm not having children? I mean, I just couldn't do it. The world is, you can't even send them to a private school with a clear conscience. You can't. How many parents out there are like, oh man, I saved up so much money. I'm going to get them to a, a private school to just avoid what could possibly happen at public school. Oh, hey, newsflash. <laughs> your child bit on a black student today. How about that at your private school? Oh, yikes. A Florida man is accused of attacking his mother when she wouldn't dress up his mannequin. Boynton Beach, Florida. 40-year-old South Florida man. Grown man! Uh, 40-year-old South Florida man accused of attacking his mother after she refused to dress up his mannequin. I don't know. what, What is this, like a daily thing? Guy gets up every morning and dresses his mannequin. I mean, poor lonely soul that you just, your only friend is a mannequin. I don't know. Let's get into the story. Let's find out more. Mikkel Danka, Dankna was arrested, charged with aggravated battery on a victim over 65 years old and domestic battery by strangulation. Tried to strangle his mother. What a piece of crap. <laughs> this guy. No, the Florida, the Florida Friday is making me angry, guys. I don't know if I can keep doing this. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm going to punch somebody. So the Monday night, police responded to a call from a neighbor who said the 73-year-old woman was bleeding from her face and being chased down the street by her son. What is going on? Bleeding from her face? Tried to strangle your mother and what, smash her head on the floor? What is wrong with you, Mikhail Dankna? The victim told police she was in her backyard when Dankner asked her to dress his mannequin. When the woman refused to dress the mannequin, Dockner allegedly blocked her path into the home. The victim pushed the mannequin down on the ground and ran inside the house. She, so she not only did she refuse to dress his mannequin, she pushed the mannequin on the ground and ran into the house. Now, the mannequin is obviously some, something dear to his heart, so that really set him off, obviously. It's one thing to refuse to dress the guy's mannequin, but then to push the mannequin on the ground, probably got dirty. He's going to have to now shower with the mannequin, although he probably does that, you know, a few times a week as it is. He's probably a crazy person, a total crazy person. Who dresses a mannequin every day that doesn't work in a department store? Like, out of your mind, out of your mindness. According to police, Donkner grabbed his mannequin and chased his mother inside, pushed her to the ground. Victim told the police that her son hit her several times in the head with a wooden stool. Pause for helicopter. Isn't Weird AF News quaint? The son hit her several times in the head with a wooden stool and, get this, stuffed dumplings into her mouth, causing her to have difficulty breathing. What the, what the hell? What a strange tactic. What are they, just dumplings laying around the house? You just grab them and shove them in her mouth? Dumplings aren't cheap, man. <laughs> but take these dumplings! <laughs> I can't believe this. Hit with a wooden stool and dumplings shoved down your throat. I mean, the assault level of... I mean, it's... It has the... uh, It has the bizarre Florida flavor to it, obviously. The dumplings, especially. The victim was taken to the hospital where she required stitches. (laughs) That's how the article ends. There's no more information. There's no I, I, there's no backstory on why this guy dresses a mannequin every day. I mean, what could that be about? About like 
What's that Ryan Gosling movie where he's in love with the doll? I picture like a son like that, you know? So the, he brought the mannequin out. She was she, Maybe the mom, every day the mom's chore is to take the mannequin for a walk in the backyard. So the mom takes the mannequin out. But then the mom's like, you know what? I'm not going to dress up the mannequin this time. Like, no one, it's it's really, I, I came to the realization it's not a real person. In fact, it doesn't even have private parts, really. It's a mannequin. It's just a smooth curvature of plastic between the legs. Nothing to see here, in other words. So who cares if it's naked? So she stops. She has a cigarette out in the backyard. Son's like, Mom, I told you not to bring Tracy out here without clothing. You dress her right now. And while you're at it, why don't you light a cigarette up for her? You know she likes to smoke. <laughs> Mother's like, screw you. I'm not wasting my... You know what cigarettes go for these days? You know what a pack of Marble or Red 100s go for? This was $13, honey. I'm not wasting it on an inanimate plastic lady. And by the way, it's hard to get the pants on. She doesn't give. She doesn't acquiesce. She can't even bend her knees. I gotta. Sh- it's hard to get these pants on. You do it. I'm not doing it. I'm walking her naked. What do you think of that? She's in the backyard naked. No one gives a damn. Shut up, Donkna. Donkna didn't like that, of course. Tried to kill his mother. And, you know, feed her dumplings at the same time. Such a strange mode of attack. <laughs> Be good to your mothers, guys. Call your mother. This should let you know, right? And this is a good little thing. Call your mom today. Tell her how much you love her. That you would never go to the lengths that this guy did. You would never stuff dumplings into her mouth involuntarily. Tell her these things. You appreciate her. And if she's still smoking Marble or Red 100s at this age, tell her stop it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mom tries karate on the police. Son strips naked. Dog nabs muffin mix in a bizarre Walmart incident. That surprisingly didn't happen in Florida. This, this went down in Wisconsin. A bizarre sting of events unfolded in a Wisconsin Walmart involving a woman trashing store displays after performing karate moves in the parking lot while her grown son stripped naked at the back of the store and the family dog made off with some cornbread muffin mix. (laughs) Come on, man. This is like mad libs. Like, you can't even make up this shit. According to Eau Claire Police, Eau Claire, E-A-U Claire, Wisconsin. That's funny. It's a funny name. It sounds very French. I'm guessing some French people established this Wisconsin town. Eau Claire police. Officers were called to a Walmart in the evening for an alleged retail theft. But when they got there, they saw Lisa Smith, age 46, who was yelling and screaming at the store's entrance, doing karate moves, and also trying to locate her dog, Bo. <laughs> She's like, hiya, where's Bo? Police said the woman had entered the store with the unleashed dog before Smith, quote, erratically starting pulling a, started pulling apart the store displays and placing them in her cart. So not even, not even, the store displays. At that point, the woman was asked by staff to leave the store. Oh my, it was still open? I just assumed this was all going on after hours that they broke in. Um, 
Anyways, she was asked to leave the store. She promptly decided to perform some karate moves in the parking lot <laughs> for the entertainment of all around. The article says, this is pretty funny. The article says, while the woman was channeling Mr. Miyagi outside, <laughs> that's right. uh, her son, her dog Bo snagged a box of Jiffy cornbread muffin mix and tried to hightail it out of the store, according to police. I love how they treat the dog like a bona fide criminal. Like, stop! You stop, canine! Don't take another step with that cornbread mix or we'll shoot! Police allege that that's when Smith was arrested, but not before fighting with officers and trying to kick out a window of their squad car doing her karate moves. Meanwhile, back inside the Walmart... (laughs) I never want to... No, I I should rephrase that. I always want to hear what follows. Meanwhile, back inside the Walmart... (laughs) Because you know it's some crazy shit. Oh, Walmart. You know, you got to give it up to them. I mean, not only have they been bringing cheap goods to... um, the burbs, but uh, they've just been the, the epicenter of some insane activities over the years. I mean, there's been more crazy shit happening in a Walmart than any probably any other place of business in the world in history, right? That's my guess. Meanwhile, back inside the Walmart, police said that Smith's son, Benny, age 46, went to the back of the store and stripped completely naked, exposing himself to shoppers of all sizes and shapes. <laughs> Using his all sizes and all his shapes. Police said the man then decided to grab some clothing from the racks, <laughs> which he didn't pay for. Oh, no shit, he didn't pay for him. Surprisingly. You mean he didn't grab them naked, bring them up to the front, pay for them, and then put them on? Officers approached this man, Benny Van, But he refused to stop. Stop what? Stop being naked? And he attempted to run over an officer with his scooter. What scooter? What are we talking about here? He jumped on a scooter naked? He went to go find his mom. (laughs) He's like, Mom, (laughs) after you're done (laughs) being Bruce Lee in the parking lot, jump on the back. Let's make a getaway. Where's our dog? Oh, great. He stole the (laughs) the Jiffy muffin mix that we wanted. Officers physically stopped the scooter and arrested Van. Was this, is this like a Walmart scooter? They don't have scooters in there. They have those electric carts, though. Police said the woman was arrested for... Here's what. Um, just in case you're wondering, is there a charge for uh, bad kung fu in a parking lot? No. It's called disorderly conduct. Boring. Mister Misdemeanor arrest. I'm sorry. Resisting arrest and misdemeanor bail jumping? What's that all about? Her son was nabbed for lewd and lascivious behavior. <laughs> Not stealing a uh, theft of a scooter. That was his. As for the dog, here's a quote by the police. Bo, the dog, was caught by officers in the store and brought to the Humane Association. The dog was not charged. We issued him a warning for the theft. I'm guessing that's a joke, right? You're trying to be funny? Wow, being police. Getting calls from Walmarts in Wisconsin, Tennessee, Florida, places like this. If I'm in Florida and I get a, I'm a police officer and they're like, please report to a Walmart. We have a, we have a report of a, I'm like, nope, shut it off. Not going, not going to the Walmart. (laughs) Don't want to be exposed to what's going on in a Walmart. Sorry. Thankfully, Weird AF News has been the beneficiary of many a Walmart incident. Yeah. Thank you, Walmart. We appreciate you. The police bust mini wrestlers with steroids and weed. 
This is in Wyoming. Three members of the Micro Wrestling Federation were cited after police in Gillette found steroids and marijuana in their motel room last week, according to the media. Yeah, of course. They're, they're wrestlers, like regular wrestlers. They're going to use steroids and marijuana. Did you think because they're mini, they're just going to forego the chemicals that are involved in sacrificing your body every night like that? No. You need marijuana for the pain. And you need steroids to get buff. Listen, just because they're little doesn't mean they gotta get. They don't have to get jacked. They have to get jacked. They have to lift other little people. And why not? So on the chemicals, that's what's got to happen. By the way, Weird AF News supports the Micro Wrestling Federation <laughs> strongly. I went to their website, microwrestling.com. I watched some videos. I went to their YouTube channel and subscribed. The Micro Wrestling Federation YouTube channel. You should go there. I suggest you smoke a fatty and watch some micro wrestling videos. I mean, it was... I I, I fell into a black hole of micro wrestling videos <laughs> earlier. I love it. It's amazing. These guys are athletic, very talented, super strong. I'm very impressed. They fly through the air with the greatest of ease. The professional micro-wrestlers had returned for an event at a local nightclub uh, this past week when a canine, this is how it all went down, a canine cop detected the odor of marijuana during a random search of the parking lot at a day's end. Yes, yeah, so what? I mean, how illegal is marijuana in Wyoming that the cops have to, like, take out, take out the, the canine unit to go tracking people? To, we smelled marijuana in the park. Bring out the canine. I mean, is that what's going on here? Get a life, Wyoming police. Shit. When the police entered the room, they discovered just over one gram of marijuana. That's nothing. And over 342 grams of steroids. Uh, Okay, well, that's something. Still, though, let them take steroids if they want to. I'm totally pro-steroids for athletes. I don't care. I I want them to perform at the maximum potency. If they want to take chemicals to get an edge, let them all take chemicals to get an edge. I want to see my micro-wrestlers on tons of steroids and weed and meth and whatever they want to take. Let them take it. One of the wrestlers was arrested and charged with felony possession. Now the guy's going to go to jail, this poor micro-wrestler. No need for it, really. A waste of prison space, a waste of community resources, a waste of taxpayer dollars to process somebody for the possession of some marijuana and steroids. Like, whatever someone wants to do their, to their own body and mind should be left alone to them, as long as they're not harming other people. Now, someone could argue that they're harming other wrestlers because now they're on steroids and they might be more potent in the ring. You know, that's neither here nor there, right? Really? I mean, do we have the science on that? If all the micro-wrestlers are on steroids, then isn't it like we break even, right? <laughs> Two of the others are cited for possession of marijuana. Billed as the greatest little show on earth, the Micro Wrestling Federation performs at events around the country and was formerly promoted by legendary professional wrestler Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, the Hulkster. The Hulkster likes the micro wrestling. By the way, I went to the event dates. This micro wrestling going all around all over the country except for nowhere near me. I'm so pissed. I would totally like to see this. You got Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, Delaware, Virginia, New York, New Jersey, Georgia, Tennessee, Jacksonville. A little bit of Texas action, but mostly East Coast. A lot of Florida dates, which is where I would expect to see uh, micro-wrestling mostly. Um, man, I'd love to see some micro-wrestling out here. I'd love to su- – I want to support this micro-wrestling. I should reach out to them and see if they want to sponsor Weird AF News. We should, su- we should all support micro-wrestlers, man. You know? 
It's not easy being a micro wrestler. And let them have their drugs, by the way. Totally fine with that. Two people were diagnosed with HIV after getting vampire facials at a spa. What the hell is a vampire facial, right? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's what I was asking. Love the headline, though. Two former clients of a New Mexico spa that offered vampire facials have been diagnosed with HIV, state health officials said on Monday. According to the New Mexico Department of Health, both clients received injection-related procedures at the now-shuttered VIP spa in Albuquerque between May and September of last year. The tests found that the clients recently were infected with the same strain of this virus, quote, increasing the likelihood that the two HIV infections from the clients may have resulted from a procedure at the VIP spa. The spa which shut down in September after a health inspection offered vampire facials, procedures in which plasma is extracted from a client's own blood, then injected into the patron's face. The treatment gained popularity in 2013 when reality TV star Kim Kardashian posted about it on Instagram. Well, I don't follow her Instagram, so I had no idea what the hell vampire facials are. Gotta get, gotta go do, do like a deep dive into vampire facials, right? So this is a treatment where a person's blood is isolated to obtain platelet-rich plasma, and then it's injected into that person's skin using microneedling processes. I'm still kind of confused. They take your blood out and then shove it back into your face? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Drawing blood from a client's body, placing it in a, into a centrifuge, then reapplying it. Okay, so they draw the blood out of you, they put it in a centrifuge. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> then they reapply it to your face, supposedly to promote cell renewal. Oh, boy. The lengths we go to to be young. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, when you're messing around with blood, you know, you're playing with fire here, man. Getting your blood taken out of you, then shh like injected back into your face? What did you think was going to happen? I mean, obviously they didn't, I mean, they never expected to get HIV, obviously, but like, you know, when you're going to a spa to get what really is sort of like a, um, I don't know, it's like a medical procedure, right? I mean, and, and obviously doctors aren't doing this. These, some lady at a spa, she's got like a, a spa degree. What does she got? A, she went to like esthetician school and now she's, doing medical procedures on your face? I mean, that's just, it's kind of risky, right? I'm not trying to blame the clients here. I'm just trying to blame the process. And by the way, is there any science, like science backing this up that this actually happens? Whether taking out your own blood and then injecting it back in your face, does that even work? What mad scientist came up with this idea? I mean, this is just a scam to get people to pay tens of thousands of dollars on treatments. Guys, listen, do I need to tell you we just all have to be okay with getting old? It's going to happen. You can't, you, what are you going to do? You can curb the aging process here and there through diet and exercise. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get wrinkly. Your balls are going to sag. <laughs> Remember the story I did about, you know, ball lifts? 
We just got to let the balls sag, guys. We got to let the face go. The wrinkles are going to come into play. The hair's going to go gray, white, you name it, fall out, who knows. This is what's ha- this is the future of all of us. Don't deny our future destiny. <laughs> all right, well look, I'm not going to say don't do some things to curb the aging process, you know, that maybe may involve, you know, a lot of money and plastic, but you know, can we draw the line at removing your own blood and then injecting it in your face? I mean, let's get reasonable here. That's all I'm saying. All right? And if you guys have had this procedure, please call Weird AF News and clue me in on it. Maybe I'm missing something here. I don't think I even described it correctly, but, you know, who said I was a professional? <laughs> a Berlin park has a designated space for drug dealers, and they're being criticized. Drug dealers in Berlin are to be given designated spaces in a city center park to carry out some transactions. This has led to criticism that authorities have capitulated to criminal gangs. Capitulated, does that mean uh, sort of folded to criminal gangs? Giving in to criminal gangs? We're learning, guys. (laughs) Vocabulary, who's got it? For years, there's been a heated debate about Gerlitzer Park. Did I say it right? a popular meeting point in the trendy southern Berlin district of Kreuzberg. Ooh, I want to go to the southern trendy Berlin district of Kreuzberg. And uh, this park has been attracting an ever-increasing number of drug dealers, apparently. Local people said that they were reluctant to let their children and their pets roam free in the, inside this park. After repeated attempts by the police to clear the dealers that failed... Repeated attempts by police have failed to get the dealers out. The park manager declared areas where they should be allowed to operate. And they identified these areas by spray painting pink boxes. (laughs) Outstanding. So just keep your kids away from the pink boxes. Easy. Don't let your dog near the pink boxes. What's the problem here? (laughs) Can't we live in a world with drug dealers? I mean, seriously. They provide a service. Guys, if you haven't been... If you're not aware... (laughs) The pink zones would mean that visitors to the visitors to the park were no longer intimidated by groups of dealers, typically men operating in gangs who crowd the entrance. Oh, they're just trying to get them away from the entrance and get them inside further in. <laughs> so you can't really do a drive-by drug deal, you know, at the entrance. You got to actually go in the park. But maybe the park's beautiful, and you know, smell the flowers on the way to the drug deal could be a thing in your life. <laughs> Here's a quote. This method has purely practical reasoning behind it. It's not that we're legalizing the selling of drugs. We're just providing a space for it. (laughs) Space for it. Oh, boy. Now, this individual who's a... I don't know. They're a park person. They said a much more effective solution would be if authorities gave the dealers work permits. I guess sort of like they do for prostitution in certain places, in certain mature cities. The majority of them, of these dealers, are asylum seekers who are not allowed to work while waiting for their claims to be processed, he added. If they did that, then 90% of them would stop what they're doing immediately. Police, chief, police chiefs criticized this move. What is needed to ensure that the park is drug and crime free is a constant police presence and judicial resolve. They're trying to make the park. F- I'm confused on. Is it the park that made the spots for the gangs? But the police are like, no. 
Well, if the police don't want it, now they got an easy way to grab them because now they just got to hang out around the pink boxes and they can nab all these drug dealers. Oh, it's hard being a drug dealer these days. Even when the even when the park tries to help you out, the police are all over you. In April, Berlin's interior minister, Frank Henkel, declared that authorities would in future adopt a zero-tolerance attitude towards drug dealers in this park, but local residents claimed that nothing had altered since then. They said that none of the dealers were abiding by the new rule either. This is crazy. And I have a feeling that Berlin is very lax on the drug laws, which is, um, I'm all for that. You know, As you've heard me before on this show, I've mentioned how strongly I believe in an individual's right to experiment with their own state of consciousness and however you want to do that. You want to bring it up, you want to bring it down, you want to bring it sideways, whatever you want to do, you should be allowed to do so. If you're not harming anybody, you want to do it in the privacy of your own car or your home or whatever. (laughs) Car. Not driving, of course. And some of these substances are not able to be bought in a dispensary, as you know. Although uh, recent news, fantastic news, I don't know if you heard, but in Denver they just decriminalized psilocybin mushrooms, which are a favorite of mine. So um, I'm very pleased about that. And I'd like to see more of that all across the 50 states and Across the world, to be honest with you. So, you know, this is my take on it. Not everybody agrees, but yeah, I'm all for it. Um, And so any way to make access to these chemicals a little less dangerous and easier, I'm all for that. Now, if this park is not safe, then and and purchasing the chemicals is not safe, then no, something needs to be done. And if the dealers are endangering just regular pedestrians or dog walkers in the park, obviously that's unacceptable behavior. Obviously, if the dealers are selling to 13-year-olds, unacceptable behavior. But if you're 18 years old, you should be able to purchase a chemical and play with your own state of consciousness at your own privacy and will. And Berlin seems to be sort of um, a little lax on the drug laws, which is why it's probably a place I should go check out. Shoot, you know. I I never really go to Europe, ever. I don't know what's going on over there. And I heard in Berlin, a lot of people speak English. I could probably get by over there. I could probably go and do a comedy show over there. (laughs) I'll stop at the park first, obviously. Just kidding, guys. What do you think about this? The park providing a space for drug dealers. (laughs) Yes, if you go... Yes, have you noticed... Okay, over here we have the blossoming cherry blossoms. They're in season right now. Oh, there's the little dog park section. Um, There's a fountain. Oh, and that's the drug dealing section over there. (laughs) As you'll see, the drug dealers, they're... They're looking good this time of season. They uh, they really blossom. <laughs> it's funny to me. But I mean, this is a serious issue. So how do you feel? Call Weird AF News. 646-450-2012. Anybody live in Berlin? I want to know firsthand. I want to hear from you. What's your attitude on the drugs over there in Berlin? Let's, let's get to the nitty gritty. So break it down to the nitty grit. I'm going to tell your mother that you ain't shit. Anyone know that one? It's an old Beastie Boys song. Yay! After being asked by the police, do you have anything else, miss? A woman pulls an alligator from her pants. Punta Gorda, Florida. Wildlife officials are now investigating after a woman pulled an alligator out of her pants during a traffic stop. (laughs) Yeah. The bizarre gator smuggling case came to light after deputies asked the woman who has not been publicly identified a standard law enforcement question, which is... Do you have anything else? 
Yeah, that's a standard question. Do you have anything else? If you're smuggling things, you're supposed to say no. This lady doesn't know the rules of smuggling 101. Do you have anything else? No, I do not. I certainly don't have an alligator in my underwear. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I don't have drugs in my butt. That's what you're supposed to say, right? The 25-year-old woman, when asked, do you have anything else? <laughs> Pulled a foot-long reptile out of her yoga pants she was wearing. Yoga pants are tight as shit. She had a gator down the yoga pants? That's tight. Poor gator was being squeezed to death. The gator was like, oh, God, thank goodness I'm out of there. I couldn't breathe. Lady, put me in some cargo pants, something baggy. Wrestling, <laughs> wrestling pants. Oh, man, of all the pants to smuggle a, a reptile in yoga pants, that's your choice? These are your pants of choice, lady? <laughs> what do you, when you go shoplifting at Target, do you, <laughs> what do you, do you, would you steal like a, uh, Clippers in a yo like a in a sports bra? Would you do that? <laughs> hey, let's go. To, let's go steal some. Um, I don't know. Let's steal some sporting equipment. I could use a football and a basketball. What are we gonna put it in? I don't know. Put them in my sports bra. Tight ass yoga pants. This is bad. I don't think she planned this out very well. She also had forty-one small three-striped turtles in the vehicle. Man, she's got all sorts of reptile. What do they call that? Contraband. I know you want some more details in this case here, so let's let's give it to you. Uh, the woman was driving a blue pickup truck with a man, and when asked by the deputies what they were doing, they were they said that they were collecting frogs and snakes. Apparently, they had some frogs and snakes in the back of the truck. The deputy issued a warning citation for something else, apparently, and asked if they would be willing to open their backpacks to ensure that they were not collecting any wildlife that they were not supposed to. They consented. They opened their backpacks, and it was revealed on the passenger side floorboard, 41 small turtles. When asked if there was anything else, anything else, miss? Well, she pulled a one-foot-long alligator out of her yoga pants. One foot long. That's a small one. How'd they keep it? How'd she keep it from biting her? Clawing her? Down your yoga pants? That tight fit? That's crazy to me. Do you can you get that much money for an alligator? I don't even I have no idea. And, and striped turtles? I mean Are these things worth bank? I need to know. It's gotta be worth a lot if you're willing to like sacrifice your labia. <laughs> right? Like putting the Put an alligator down your tight-ass yoga pants. Like, you're sacrificing your rectum right there. What if the alligator decides it's hungry? Or it's just an ornery because it's in tight yoga pants. It's, like, uncomfortable. It wants out and it claws the shit out of your ass. <laughs> you get your ass, your butthole clawed by a reptile. Is it worth it? I mean, how much money are we talking here? I don't know anything about smuggling reptiles, obviously. <laughs> okay. I should probably look this up. Maybe you guys know the deal here. If you're going to smuggle a reptile down your yoga pants, it should be a snake, right? Just let a snake wrap around your leg and then put the yoga pants on. No, no one's going to know. It's, it's more comfortable for everybody involved. 
<laughs> not an alligator down the pants. Come on. Come on, man. A snarling woman found at Burger King pulls seven syringes from her body cavity. Largo, Florida. Deputies in Largo arrested a woman who they suspect of using drugs after finding her in a Burger King bathroom snarling and yelling. According to the sheriff's office, Jamie Westcott, age 35, was found at a fast food restaurant on Tuesday when deputies received reports of a woman yelling from inside the bathroom. When they arrived, they said Westcott showed several indicators of narcotics usage. According to an arrest affidavit, Westcott consented to a body search and the deputy found something hard near the woman's groin area. <laughs> Upon feeling that hard area, Westcott yelled an expletive. After refusing to tell the deputies what she was hiding, she reportedly was taken to jail where, according to deputies, she pulled out seven syringes from her private area that had a clear substance inside. Wow, she just shoved seven syringes right up her hoo-ha. Amazing. This is a magician, clearly. <laughs> She's not a drug user. She, she's a magician's assistant. Seven syringes up your... Up your vag? That's just dangerous. Aren't you afraid of them stabbing the insides of your... Of your vaginal cavity? I don't even know what you call that area. <laughs> Aren't you afraid of getting your G-spot... <laughs> overdosing? <laughs> your G-spot overdosing. That's ridiculous. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I just think that's bananas to risk putting syringes inside your body cavity. That's just scary to me. I'm, a, I'm not, not that I'm afraid of needles so much, but they are, they're dangerous. They are sharp. They hurt. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of them in general. I certainly wouldn't stick one up my butt or in any of my cavities. I don't have that many cavities, but whatever cavities I have, you're not going to find syringes in there for sure. Wild. I love how they're like, <laughs> the police are like, she showed several indicators of narcotics usage. Oh, yeah, what were those indicators? Well, there were seven syringes were in her vagina. That was the several indicators of narcotics usage. Well, no, she could have been holding them for a friend. I mean... <laughs> right? Is this common, by the way, to hide the uh, syringes up a vagina? I don't know. I don't know any intravenous drug users, really. Um, currently, anyways. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't roll with a few back in the day, but <laughs> yeah, my hometown, the real, uh, <laughs> it's a real quality place. But yeah, now I don't know anybody who does this. So like, I don't know who to ask. <laughs> You're sticking syringes up your vagina. Is that a thing to hide? I guess it's a, it's probably like, she probably learned it in prison, right? That's a thing. Prisoners put stuff up their cavities, like crazy shit. Cell phones, you know, very small, very small. Nintendo Game Boys, you know, you can imagine. <laughs> Phone charger up your butt. Why not? Westcott was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia in her hoo-ha and resisting an officer without violence. Resisting without violence? Does that mean, like, using your words to resist? No, I will not reach up into my vagina and show you what I have, sir. Oh, you're resisting. In addition, the deputy said that she brought drugs into the jail... She was also charged with the introduction and possession of contraband in a county detention facility. We will, uh, you have, con is that contraband up your vaginal cavity, ma'am? I'll be putting contraband in my hoo-ha. <laughs> That's a quality hoo-ha. I feel bad for fast food employees all over the state of Florida. I've said this before. It's just a terrible place to work. I can't imagine. You really need to know kung fu.
Does every fast food employee in Florida carry mace? I mean, you have to. It's, it's crazy what goes on in these places. Oh, just do a YouTube search for a fast food restaurant, violence, Florida, and there's so many videos of people throwing shit at the employees, jumping over the counter, taking a swing, pulling out, a, <laughs> pulling out nunchucks out of their hoo-ha and swinging them at the fryolator guy. No, not really. I made that last one up, but you can imagine how funny that would be. A woman married a bridge. Yeah, I mean, I've covered some stories about women marrying um, ghosts, dead pirates, a duvet, a zombie doll, and now a woman married a bridge, apparently. (laughs) What the hell is going on? Ladies, ladies, Jonesy's single. I'm just saying, okay, you don't have to marry a bridge. (laughs) If I'm single, that means there's a lot of other guys out there looking for love as well. All right. And I'm a pretty cool dude. So, you know what? There's some single guys out there that are available that are pretty cool. You don't have to marry a an architectural structure that doesn't have really much of a personality and that can't accompany you to family events. I mean, what are you going to bring Thanksgiving to the bridge? What's wrong with you? Here's a quote from her. Her name is Jody. I do actually love him. This isn't a joke. There are elements of a, of the absurd But this is really not a joke. It's genuine love. I love bridges. It's not sexual. It's creative. This is what she told some magazine. Let's get into this. Let's find out where she lives. What's her deal? Is she on drugs? Is she mentally disabled? I want to know everything. Jody's love affair with bridges has been a constant in her life for over a decade. (laughs) All right. I mean, bridges are cool. So much so that when she told her friends she was marrying a bridge, they shrugged. It seems like a natural progression for Jody, their friends said. What kind of friend is that? If I told my friend, I'm, what do I like? Um, I like, I don't know, hummus. Yeah, hummus is cool. All right, let's just, I love my French press. Okay, I love coffee a lot, as you know. Shout out to all of you who have mailed me coffee. If I told my friends I'm going to marry my friend, French press, none of them would say, oh, that seems like a natural progression for Jonesy, given that he just loves coffee so much, and we're aware of that. Been drinking coffee for decades. That makes total sense. It's a natural progression. No, it's not a natural progression. It's a complete unnatural progression. This is whacked-ass behavior, if I may be so scientific. W-A-B, as I call it. Whacked-ass behavior. And these are not your friends, Jody. Jody's an artist and a musician. She's traveled the world recording the sounds, groans, and silences of more than 60 of the world's famous bridges. It's her livelihood and her passion. Wait a damn minute. (laughs) I can't. She's traveled the world recording the sounds of bridges? This is a musician? She's got some kind of album out called Singing Bridges. And here's a, here's a track of it. I'm going to play it for you. Listen to this. Oh, Jody, I love you, baby. Oh, Jody. Mount me, Jody. Get right on top of me. I'm very strong and structured. 
I'll support you, baby. Unlike the humans. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm sorry. I'm joking around, but seriously, this is a mental disorder. Am I right or am I am I off the rails here? No pun intended. Off the rails? I don't know. I thought that was a good one. Jody says, my love for bridges started quite a long time ago in art school in Sydney, Australia, in the mid-90s when they were building the new Anzac Bridge. I was truly fascinated. It had cables that looked just like a heart. It was a moment of curiosity, and I love the sounds it made. It was divine. There's a spirit in anything, even in inanimate objects. The spirit comes alive with the vibration, and bridges vibrate a lot. Oh, I see. You like the vibration of the bridges. <laughs> That's like the largest sex toy in history right there. <laughs> she tells her friends, oh, what do you guys got, little vibrators? No, I go and sit on a bridge, and that, that thing vibrates, so are you jealous? So su suspension bridges and cable bridges, you'll be happy to know, make really great textures and sounds. It's like a language all its own. It's meditative. It's very intimate, Jody says. <laughs> the bridge she chose for her husband has a very special quality. It's a stone bridge. Very strong and silent. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a picture of her at a wedding. Fourteen of Jody's friends standing on this stone bridge. They're all happy. Not one of them looks like embarrassed to be at a wedding of a woman in a bridge. <laughs> I'm hiding my face if I'm at this wedding. By the way, I'm not going to your wedding, Jody. If I'm your friend. I'm going to go to your house and I'm going to strongly suggest that you see a therapist. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll show up to your wedding, Jody, with two men in white coats. We're going to put you in the van. We're going to take you down to the local uh, institution. And so you can get some professional help. Yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, stifle your artistry. You want to record the sounds of bridges and make albums that no one's ever going to listen to? That's fine. That's your prerogative. But the moment you begin to get into a long-term relationship with a stone bridge is the moment that I got to say, hey, Jody, snap out of it. Crazy bitch. <laughs> Am I off base here? What? I mean. Well, they made a video about her marrying the bridge. It's a video. For, she's actually on the bridge. Looks just like any other wedding video, except she's quite literally standing on the groom. Jody married a bridge. <laughs> she's quite literally standing on the groom. This old stone bridge. The friends are throwing rose petals at her. I mean, how drunk do you have to be to go to this wedding? <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't. Hey, I guess whatever makes you happy in the world, right? I mean, at the end of the day, but really? Um, okay. Jonesy, who are you to deny somebody true love and happiness? No, I'm not. All right. Maybe I should rethink this. Who am I to deny Jody this happy moment in her life marrying a stone bridge? I'm just saying, if I was one of her friends, I don't know the backstory between her decision to marry the stone bridge and her actual day of marrying the stone bridge. Perhaps she sent out 200 invitations and only 14 people came because they thought it was ridiculous. Maybe some of her friends tried to talk her out of this. I don't know. I'm just saying, if I was her friend... I would, you better believe I would try to talk her out of this. <laughs> I would go immediately to her and offer some support. I'd be very worried about my friend's mental situation. I just would be. 
And it would take a lot of convincing for me to get to that wedding. I have to tell you that right now. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. Sure, she should be happy, I guess, at the end of the day. I mean, she's not really harming anybody except for her parents <laughs> who are, <laughs> forever have to explain at their workplace when their coworkers go, so I heard your daughter got married this weekend, huh? <laughs> what was the groom's name? Oh, old Stony Brook. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta stop. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, forgive me. I've driven over you thousand times I've always been turned on by your design your cables and your girders make me twinge my goodness I think I wanna marry this bridge. You're so strong and you're so sturdy. You easily hold my way, but you can't really move. I don't know how we'll go on a date. <laughs> you're the best part of the road. And even though you're old, I think I want to marry this lovely bridge, this lovely bridge, this lovely bridge, so sturdy. A Florida woman has passed away after being shot in the vagina while using a gun during foreplay. And she's quite beautiful. I'm looking at pictures of her. I mean, just a lovely, lovely young woman who didn't have to die. Didn't have to be shot in the vagina. But apparently when you, uh, you, do, you take foreplay to a, a whole new level, which seems like they do in the state of Florida, these things might happen. A man claims his girlfriend died when he accidentally shot her in the vagina during foreplay with a loaded gun. Hey, let's not just play with the gun. Let's make sure it's loaded when we're playing with it. I mean, you've got to be out of your gourd. Andrew Charles Chenault, age 23, told investigators that Paloma Williams, age 24, was using the pistol for sexual gratification and arousal at his home in Valrico, Florida. I can see using a gun for sexual gratification and pleasure, right? It's got a certain shape to it that ladies might enjoy, you know, especially if you're under the influence of drugs, alcohol, or Florida. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, does it have to be loaded? Really? I mean, can we check? And see? Oh, it's loaded. Let's take out these. Let's take out these live rounds before we put it in our orifices. How about that? He says that he was on the edge of the bed with Paloma between his legs when the apparent accident happened two weeks after they started dating. Now, this raises another issue. How quickly, two weeks, you're dating for two weeks and you already get into gun foreplay? I mean, how quickly are we moving here in the sexual world? These young people, geez, I thought I was a fast mover, but, you know, I, if I was into loaded gun foreplay, just let's say I was into it. You better believe 
I'm not going to reveal that within the first two weeks of us dating. That's something I'm going to save for, you know, deep into the relationship when there's some major trust establishment. <laughs> it's not like a first date situation. And what are you into? A little choking? Actually, <laughs> why don't you come into my bedroom? I got this AK-47 that we can get down and dirty with. Yeah, that's a little shocking to reveal to somebody within the first couple weeks of dating. I say hold off on that. You don't want to whip out the samurai sword between the legs until like, you know, you're months into the relationship and there's some trust built. That's just my opinion. But maybe I'm old school. Maybe this is new school of dating. Hey, everybody's moving fast now. The dating apps make everything move a lot quicker. The, you know, the progress of relationships, maybe it's just, it's just been heated up now and it just goes so fast. How did they do it, you're wondering? What were they doing with a 9mm? How did it go down? Well, they both rubbed the 9mm Taurus pistol over one another before he says he accidentally pulled the trigger. Just rub the gun all over your baby. He screamed for his parents to come upstairs to help him and was later arrested for manslaughter. Oh, great. This is all going down in your parents' house, buddy? Living with your parents? Hey, parents are downstairs. Probably a good time to whip out the gun foreplay. <laughs> This is something I feel like should happen in your own private apartment or house, etc. Or maybe if you're alone in the middle of the woods on a picnic. Okay, nobody should be around for this kind of activity is all I'm going to say. But maybe I'm old school. Mom, Dad, I accidentally shot my girlfriend in the vagina. Chenault admitted that they were both under the influence of drugs, having taken... Taken meth two hours before the shooting. Oh, took in, they took some meth. Played with a gun. These poor parents. I just can't even... Can you wrap your head around what it's got to be like to be the parents to find out that your son is upstairs, right up above you? You know, you, perhaps you're in the kitchen playing backgammon and drinking tea with, your, with the rest of your family. Maybe uh, Peach Cobbler is baking in the stove. Yet right above you, six feet... Your son is on meth with his girlfriend, playing with a loaded pistol, putting it in her vagina. Crazy. I guess this is the state of Florida, though. I mean, you can't really discount any sort of activity happening six feet above your head in Florida. Who knows, man? They're up there, you know, they're smoking DMT, having threesome with a couple of gators. I don't know. Poor family. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I'm all for... um, you know, edgy foreplay. I'm into it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I've had an. I've had a knife in the bedroom before. It was fun. Don't call the cops on me. I'm gonna tell you right now, though. This wasn't two weeks into a relationship. I'll tell you right now. This is how you scare people away. But apparently, she was into it. This lovely young woman. It's a shame. She's quite beautiful. And uh, you know, it's hard to imagine looking at her that she would even be on some. She'd be into the meth. But hey, man. There's a lot of boredom <laughs> out there. <laughs> you could chalk this up to... I'm not going to say this This comes from the state of Florida being crazy. I'm just going to say this is boredom. That's what happens. Hey, what are you doing later? Eh, you know, life is just so flimsy. How about you come over to my bedroom? I have a loaded 9mm and a bag of meth. <laughs> what, could, what could possibly go wrong? Got an alligator in my backyard and nobody cares. 
Nobody cares. Got an alligator in my patio, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Had an alligator at my birthday party, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Had an alligator in the front seat of my Volkswagen, and nobody cares. Cause it's Florida. Alligators everywhere, and nobody cares in Florida. There's alligators everywhere, and nobody cares. An Alabama man has been arrested for raising an attack squirrel that he fed meth, among other things. Limestone County, Alabama. Yeah, it sounds like a lovely place to raise a family. Authorities in Alabama arrested one man. They're searching for another man after they found methamphetamine, drug paraphernalia, some body armor, and an attack squirrel. Do you think they were wearing the body armor to train the squirrel to attack? Like they just pumped it with meth and were like, all right, let it go. Let it out of the cage. I got my body armor on. (laughs) Just to see if they could get a squirrel to kill a human. 37-year-old Ronnie Reynolds was arrested. His buddy Mickey Pock is wanted. I'm looking at a picture of these guys. They look like they were born to raise attack squirrels, to be honest with you. Yeah, these guys, you look at them and you're like, oh, definitely attack squirrels. (laughs) For sure. Oh, meth? Oh, that's nothing. No, attack squirrels all over their house. They're wanted for allegedly feeding a squirrel meth to keep it aggressive. They actually received a tip from somebody about this attack squirrel being fed meth. That means they let one of their friends over their house. They're like, hey, Bobby, check it out. They're like, what have you done to this squirrel? Like, nah, man, we just gave it some meth. We're training it to kill people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to step out and make a phone call if you don't mind, guys. Yeah, you just chill here with your attack squirrel, you maniacs. (laughs) A tip. You think the cops thought that was a prank call? Yeah, I'd like to report an attack squirrel that's hopped up on meth. They're like, all right, you crazy kids, stop pranking us. (laughs) In addition to the attack squirrel, they found um, ammunition. Oh, I already went over what they found. Drug paraphernalia. I just love saying drug paraphernalia. Animal control officials were called to the apartment, obviously. And then they contacted the officials with the Alabama Game and Fish Division of the Department of Conservation, because this was a big deal to come across an attack squirrel. You don't see that every day. The officials say that they were told that it's illegal to have a pet squirrel, period, and that they should release the squirrel into the, into the wild, which the deputies apparently did successfully. Uh, so my question is, did you wait for the meth to wear off before you let it out into the wild, deputies? Or did you just, did you just open the cage and let a meth-fueled attack squirrel out into the wilderness? since then five hunters have been been found dead their necks been ripped up like that attack bunny and monty python and the holy grail like just imagine a squirrel just jumping at your neck the deputies say that they they released the squirrel as is because they were unable to safely test the squirrel for the meth (laughs) yeah i suppose you can't really get near it an attack squirrel to test it for meth. 
The officers describe the squirrel situation as it's kind of incredulous when you first see it. You know, somebody's supposedly got a squirrel that's an attack squirrel, and supposedly they're feeding it meth to keep it aggressive. That's something in 18 years of law enforcement I've never seen, Detective Young said. There's a video of the attack squirrel, and I watched it. Uh, It's just very excited running around the cage. There's really no signs that it's on meth that I can see, other than it's just very excited. But that could be because it's like there's too many people in the room. I mean, I don't know. Is is it meth? It's up in the air. You really should be testing the squirrel for meth, to be honest with you. And then if you find it tests positive for meth, just arrest that bastard. (laughs) If you are keeping... By the way, the deputies want you to know keeping these wild animals in your home. It's illegal. Do you guys know this? Do I got to tell you that wild animals as pets is not right? If you're keeping a wild animal in your home, there are consequences, they say. They could include exposure to dangerous diseases and liability if the animal comes in contact with other people. Maybe that's what the body armor was for, so friends could come over. (laughs) Can we just talk for a minute at what a strange choice a squirrel is? Like, if you're going to train, like, you wouldn't train, like, a pit bull? I mean, like... Something like what about a, a a wild hog? Even that's like more acceptable, I think, as an attack animal for your home. Perhaps a rhino that you got off Craigslist. I mean, wait, you know, I'm saying I'm just trying to think of an animal that seems more appropriate to be trained to be an attack animal. These guys sat around like, hey, what should we? How about a squirrel? Do you think they kicked around some other dumb ideas too? What about we train like an army of cockroaches that? You know, we teach them how to hold sharp objects, maybe. What about what about we train a lobster to be a ninja? You know, like instead of the claws, we, we have nunchucks. Put a little bandana on the lobster. What, what about that? <laughs> they settle on squirrel. I know why they settled on squirrel, because that was actually their dinner at one point. They're like, we're going to eat the squirrel, right? You caught that squirrel outside? Because that's Alabama for you. We're going to eat the squirrel. I got dinner. Wait a minute. You got dinner? I have another idea. Where's that bag of meth I picked up for breakfast? (laughs) I thought it was a dog, says a singer who has been arrested for keeping a bear as a pet. Last week, Malaysian singer, a Malaysian singer... I don't know if you like Malaysian pop stars. I don't really listen to Malaysian music. Apparently, one of these singers was arrested for keeping a wild bear in her home. However, she insists that she thought the animal was a dog and not a bear. According to Asia One, Zaritha Sophia Yassin claimed in an interview that she found the bear nearly two weeks earlier and picked it up, hoping to nurse it back to health. It was nighttime when I found the bear cub in a weakened state by the side of the road. I thought it was a dog, the 27-year-old singer said. The former contestant on reality show Rockanova also explained to the media that she did not intend to break the law at all. I know the bear can't be reared, she said. It can't be kept as a pet. I only wanted to save this bear. I had no intention of exploiting the bear. She also added that she wanted to hand the bear, which she named Bruno, over to a zoo once it regained its strength. How about you hand it over right now? You're not, so, you're not allowed to have a bear, lady. Think you're special because you were on Rockanova? Think you could just have wild bears as pets? Lie to everybody? Tell, them, tell us that you thought it was a dog? First of all, 
only an idiot would mistake a bear for a dog, like a serious dummy. You really got to be, or maybe, or you're on a psychedelic drug. Then maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've eaten, have you ever eaten enough mushrooms where you look at a squirrel and you're like, wow, that's a really cool dragon. <laughs> no, no, seriously. You don't mistake bears for dogs. Even a, even a, a bear cub. I know it's small. It still doesn't look anything like a dog. Ever. I can't think of any instance where you would mistake a bear for a dog. Unless you were you were you were blind or like I said on on some kind of chemical. Or you or you're like a very young child. Sure. She also said that uh, sending Bruno to the zoo worries her because the animals in the zoo look very skinny. Oh, you think you're gonna? You think it's gonna have a better life with you? You pop star? Are you even home? Are you out doing shows? Poor bear needs it needs attention. <laughs> Being a pet of a pop star is not a good life. Bring the damn thing to the zoo, or you know. Or better yet, find out where their their native land is. Maybe it's maybe it's where you found it, and release it into the woods. Let it go back to where it lives, its native environment. Because I can't even. I I, don't, I would imagine a Malaysian zoo isn't the best place for a, a, a little bear cub either. That's just, I don't know anything about Malaysian zoos. I'm just I'm just guessing here. But if it's anything like their prisons, it's not a good place. <laughs> that makes no sense. On Friday, the, par- the Department of Wildlife and National Parks Malaysia raided Miss Yassin's, the pop singer's condo in Kuala Lumpur. The raid occurred after someone shot and posted a video of the bear cub sticking its head out of the condo's window, crying out for help. Boy, oh boy. The bear cub doesn't like you, pop singer. The video led to many criticizing the singer on social media, accusing her of keeping the animal trapped for selling it illegally. An allegation that she denies. Yeah, she's probably not selling it illegally. She just wants to keep a bear. Like Michael Jackson wanted to keep like a, a, a monkey. These rich pop stars, they get bored. And they're like, nah, what can I have? Oh, I'm so bored. Oh, let, how about a bear? Yeah, I feel like having a bear. Uh, and then they play with it for like one day. And then the poor bear is just left in the garage. Rich, bored pop stars. Awful people. fickle wealthy it's just a terrible combination here's a quote from the star I have a business to run during the day and at night I sing when do I have time to sell animals you people that think I'm selling this animal this is not the way I make a living animals like that are not for sale well you're wrong because animals like that are for sale that's why people accused you but I believe you pop star that you weren't selling it. I just believe that you're a bad person for holding this little cute bear cub hostage in your condo when it should be frolicking in the woodsy pines. Take the bear to Muir Woods or somewhere where it will just love it. Not in your condo, lady. <laughs> Get it together. Bear cub thief, bear cub thief, this bitch is a bear cub thief.
Well, you're probably going to be sad to hear that the woman who married a 300-year-old pirate ghost reveals that they're breaking up. Uh, the article says breakups are always hard. One woman is mourning the end of her marriage to a dead centuries-old pirate. And no, he didn't ghost her. <laughs> Whoever wrote this is hilarious. The media reports that Amanda Teague, an Irish woman, and Jack Sparrow impersonator... She's a Jack Sparrow impersonator? I didn't know that about her. I covered this article, but I don't remember that. I mean, I covered the article that announced she was marrying a dead pirate, but I don't remember her being a Jack Sparrow impersonator. That's weird that it would be a woman doing it. Whatever. She's got talent, in other words, and, a, and an obsession with pirates, clearly. She held a ceremony to wed a 300-year-old pirate ghost, also named Jack, in early 2018. Yeah, I did that a year ago, this article. Do you remember this? How loyal are you, a listener of Weird AF News? Well, if you remember correctly, Amanda arranged a private ceremony on a boat in international waters off the coast of Ireland so that the marriage would be legal. You got On the Irish land, they wouldn't allow her to marry a dead pirate. Because on the land, you have to marry people who are alive. I know it's a tricky situation and probably unreasonable that the Irish government requires you to marry somebody alive. But it's just, you know, it's a thing they do. <laughs> the 45-year-old Amanda hired a medium for the ceremony. Yeah. And it was, it was conducted by a shaman priest. That lets you know that they were serious. It was a serious wedding ceremony because a medium was there to represent the dead pirate, I'm sure. And the shaman priest conducted the rites. Less than a year later, Amanda is saying, the ma this marriage is over. Here's a quote. So I feel it's time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. The mother of five wrote on her Facebook page. She's, she's a mother of five? How embarrassing is that, that your mother married a dead pirate? Unbelievable. I don't remember that part about the story either. I don't remember much anymore. I'm getting old. I've done too many, too many drugs. Uh... The, another quote, I will explain all in due course, but for now all I want to say is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. It's not something to mess with. Well, thank you, because I'm sure a lot of us were going to run out there and marry, you know, <laughs> dead Vikings and whatnot, Amanda. Thank you. Now I'll be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. Perhaps I won't marry a 300-year-old dead uh, princess. Or whatever. <laughs> or like, you know, a peasant. I should be more careful, in other words. Thank you for telling the rest of us that it's not a good idea to marry a spirit. <laughs> not to mention how ashamed your family must be of you. It's five kids, can you imagine? Hey, dude, I heard your mom got married. It's your new stepdad. Do you like him? Well, I'm going to be honest. I've never met the guy. You never met your stepdad? Your future stepdad? That's weird. Is it like a long-distance relationship? You could say that. Yeah, you could say that. Long-distance geographically and uh, in time, actually. In time. My mother's marrying a, a spirit. It's a good time. Yeah, spirit of a dead pirate. 300-year-old dead pirate. And uh, no, you can't come over my house. It's not happening. <laughs> Amanda Teague, who married this dead pirate, previously explained that she met her ghost in 2014 when he appeared next to her as she was laying in bed. 
She described him as a dark-skinned man with jet black hair. So he tells me. <laughs> so he tells me. I told him. His name is Jack. I told him. I said, Jack, I'm really not cool with having casual sex with a spirit. And I want us to make a proper commitment to each other. I want the, the big traditional wedding with the white dress. It's very important to me, Jack. You probably don't know anything about weddings because you lived in a time where no one wore white dresses at weddings. <laughs> probably don't know anything about courting, do you, Jack? You dead pirate. This is insanity. I mean, for real. After revealing news of the divorce, Amanda, who dropped her married name and is now going by Amanda Sparrow... What? She revealed to the media what prompted the split. She says, I wish I never got married to him, actually. I wish I was that healthy person that I was before I met him. Jack has turned what was a beautiful and loving relationship to something that is very ugly. According to Amanda, she started being plagued with health issues once she married Jack and deduced that he was stealing or draining her energy and using her for his own selfish intense intentions. She's dissolving the marriage and is actually con contemplating an exorcism. Yeah, you ought to contemplate therapy, Amanda, is what you ought to contemplate before you go any further. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Before you decide that you're lonely in, in a year from now and you want to marry a fictitious comic book character or whatever else pleases your fancy. Your poor family, I feel so bad for them. What an embarrassing situation. Do you got to... Where do you go to get this divorce? How do you get this paperwork annulled? Where do you go for that? Yeah, go down to City Hall and tell them you want to divorce your dead 300-year-old Jack Sparrow pirate husband. See how well that goes. See if they don't call the police on you. <laughs> we have a crazy lady in here trying to divorce a ghost that's 300 years old. Yeah, you want to get down here? I'm going to guess she's on some serious drugs. Well, you know, the positive that gets out of this is she's now single, guys. She's single, you know, and I struggle with the dating world. If I can't get a woman who just broke up with a 300-year-old asshole pirate to go out with me, I'm really, I'm really hitting rock bottom. <laughs> hey, Amanda, are you into uh, people that are actually alive? Is that your thing? Is that at all? Do I get a shot? The Tennessee police are warning not to flush your drugs down the toilet for fear of creating meth gators. Yeah, methamphetamine riddle alligators are a thing in Tennessee, apparently. It's got to be happening in Florida, I assume, as well. Word to the wise, the article says, don't flush your meth down the toilet. Why would you flush your meth down the toilet? You've spent your hard-earned cash on your meth. Why flush it? I don't understand. The only incident I can see where you would flush the meth is when it's like, oh, the police are here. Oh, the police are here? Oh, yeah, flush the meth and everything else. <laughs> the machine guns, all the shit, flush it. But ordinarily, why flush your meth? This is the warning. Don't flush your meth down the toilet. The warning is from the Loretta Police Department in Tennessee. After investigators said they caught someone attempting to flush methamphetamine along with several items of paraphernalia over the weekend, the department advised against disposing of drugs, including pills, through the sewerage because, 
quote, when you send something down the sewer pipe, it ends up in your retention ponds for processing before it is sent downstream. Our sewer guys take great pride in releasing water that is cleaner than what is in the creek, but they are not really prepared for meth. Authorities said that waterfowl, including geese and ducks, end up in the water as well, and they they shudder to think what one all hyped up on meth would do. A hyped up waterfowl on the meth. What would it do? I don't know. It would it would sweep my kitchen, <laughs> shovel my driveway. <laughs> People get busy on meth. In addition to birds, though, the officials said if the water's headed for enough, far enough downstream, it would create meth alligators in Shoal Creek and in the Tennessee River down in North Alabama. Here's a quote. They've had enough methed up animals the past few weeks without our help. So if you need to dispose of your drugs, just give us a call and we will make sure they are disposed of in the proper way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to call the authorities. Yeah, can you please dispose my meth for me? Yeah. I have I have a bunch of illegal shit that I need disposed. Just come on over. Like, they're not going to take you to jail? Who's calling the police to dispose of their drugs? What dummy would ever do such a thing? And how dumb are you, police department, for suggesting this? And I still can't wrap my head around why you would flush your meth or any other drug. These These things aren't cheap. Come on. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see the the methamphetamine fed attack squirrel do battle with a methed up gator. I would buy a ticket to that. <laughs> do you think the squirrel could take it down? <laughs> or like a pack of attack squirrels that are on meth against a pack of methed up geese? That'd be pretty dope. You know they have cockfights? We should just have this like meth, messed up waterfowl fights. And we just go down that, you know, you throw your money in. <laughs> you ban. <laughs> I'm going to take that messed up mallard duck. Put 20 on that. <laughs> messed up toads. I mean, really messed up animals that live by the streams in Tennessee? This is really a, an issue. Anybody live out there? Have any of you been... I don't know. Attacked by a pelican? <laughs> I don't understand. This is possibly a problem in the world, but I mean, I guess it is. I just don't. I, I just find it hard to believe so many people are flushing meth down the toilet. I mean, now, if the meth comes out in your pee in your urine, and it's still psychoactive, I don't know if that's true. Then you have a concern. In fact, they've tested the sewerage of various cities to find out who's on the hardcore drugs, and apparently uh, there was a city in Germany, they found the most meth in this city's, at the city's water treatment plant. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe, you know, maybe Tennessee's got this going on as well. Not surprised. I just had a, 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 like a big realization here that Daffy Duck was on meth, like clearly, this whole time, I had no idea. I thought he was just really kind of high energy and kooky. Dude was on meth, obviously. <laughs> five guys have been arrested after fistfighting at five guys. <laughs> five guys arrested at five guys. 
The article says there were no reports of milkshakes bringing any boys to the yard, <laughs> but but a fight at a Florida Five Guys did bring cops to the restaurant, and Five Guys were arrested at Five Guys for fighting at Five Guys. In a brief and rather cryptic Facebook post that started to go viral soon after it was published, Stewart Police Department said little more than a lunchtime fistfight had broken out at the Five Guys Burgers and Fries Eatery, and Five Guys have been arrested. You can't even make this up. I mean, the headline is just, just, it does all the work, really. Three juvenile males and two adult males were charged with a fray, A-F-F-R-A-Y, and they were processed at the Martin County Jail. What is an affray, Jonesy? We've never heard of such a word. Me neither. Half of this shit I've never heard of. I just come across these things and just roll with it. Luckily, this article tells me what an affray is. Under Florida law, affray is a first-degree misdemeanor charge resulting from two or more people fighting in a public place. Two or more people fighting becomes an affray. If it's under two, if two or under people, it's just fisticuffs. What do you call one person fighting themselves in Florida? Oh, it's called bath salts. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. A man on meth in Florida arrested for fighting himself. Police were called at about noon to the five guys. A woman witnessed the incident, told the authorities that one of the males was talking shit to another one of the males. Someone threw a cup. Oh, that's when it all goes down. You throw a cup? A paper cup? And a door to the restaurant was slammed in someone's face before an all-out brawl broke out at the five guys, according to the arrest report. Five guys brawling it out in five guys. I guess they went I guess they wanted beef when they went there. <laughs> hey now, bad joke insert. One of the guys was like, Oh, I'm in five guys. No burger for me. How about a knuckle sandwich? Oh hey, another bad joke. Let's keep them coming. Keith Marine of Palm City and Lauren Perrine of Stewart, both eighteen, were arrested and taken to the Martin County Jail. The minors were fingerprinted and booked and later released to the parents. How do you tell your parents you were part of a group of five guys fighting at five guys? Poor parents. By the way, Lauren is also a man's name. Yeah, L-O-R-E-N, I'm learning. Do you want the address of the five guys? 2185 Southeast Federal Highway in Stewart. <laughs> I don't know why that's important. <laughs> you know, I'm just covering all my bases here. I want you to have all the information, you weirdos. I want a copy of this 911 call. That's what I want. I want to hear some employee of Five Guys being like, hey, five guys are fighting. Where are you? Five guys. Yeah, no, we got that already. Where are you? Five guys. No, you just said there's five guys fighting, but where are you? No, five guys. I'm at five guys. No, no, you just told me how many guys are there. I want to know where you're located. (laughs) Can you please send five cops to five guys to break up a fight between five guys? That ordered five fries. <laughs> where? Where does the nonsense end? Yay! Doctors have to warn women not to stick wasp nests inside their lady parts. The article begins by saying, You know, it seems very silly to have to say this, but please, please do not put crushed up wasp nests into your vagina, ladies. Why would you have to tell women to do this? Well, apparently, women have been doing this. They've been putting wasp nests, parts, up inside their vagina. Why? Why do they do this? Well, it's an attempt to tighten the vagina. 
and to rejuvenate the vagina. Who would think that a crushed up wasp nest would rejuvenate your vagina? How did someone even figure this out? Did did a wasp like unknowingly create a nest in some lady's dormant vagina? She hadn't used it in a while and then all of a sudden it was rejuvenated. Oh, it's rejuvenated and there's wasps flying out of it. Wow, it must be the nest that's doing that. And by the way, I'm going to sleep with you with a wasp nest up your vagina. What are you out of your mind? (laughs) You're going to convince me there's no wasps left over up in there? I'm not taking your word for it. I'm going to take a peek inside. (laughs) I'm going to make sure there's no... I'm not getting stung on my privates. It's just not happening. Doctors want you to know, ladies, if you're putting this wasp nest substance up there, that it's a bad idea. It's a really bad idea. Women are putting, here's what's going on. Women are putting crushed oak galls. What the hell are oak galls? G-A-L-L-S. These are nests that house wasp eggs and larvae. They're putting them into their vaginas. Apparently, people believe that this ground-up substance will restore the uterine wall after childbirth, heal an episiotomy cut, and also clean out the vagina. Putting larvae in your vagina to clean it out? What do you... Although oak galls are known to have some medicinal properties, uh, they're actually used in traditional medicine to treat certain infections. The doctors want you to know that it's not meant to tighten the vagina. It's not, these are not meant to restore the vagina. Even if there is any truth to the rejuvenation, there are so many potential side effects that it's definitely not worth it, says one doctor. According to popular science, Oak galls contain astringents, which can irritate and dry out your vagina, as a matter of fact. This can lead to painful increased friction during intercourse and bad infections. Yeah, you can't be putting astringents into a place that needs, you know, that needs to be hydrated. You need a well-hydrated vagina. You can't be drying it out with wasp nests. (laughs) Putting strange substances in your vagina is never a good idea, the article says, and wasp nests are no exception. Just ask your doctor before putting a wasp nest up your vagina. Have your doctor take a peek and see that if your vagina needs larvae. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so glad I don't have a vagina. I really am. I mean, it's just so complicated. It, It just, you know... It's easily irritated. It just has, it has a personality. It gets in bad moods. Like, I just couldn't. My penis is, it's always there. It's always, it's always happy. It's always ready. It doesn't get irritated very rarely. Uh, You know, I really don't have to do anything to it. You know, it's like a, it's like a linebacker. You know, you're like, get out there, make a tackle. All right. The linebacker goes out there, makes a tackle. Sometimes the linebacker's on some performance-enhancing drugs, and that's okay, too. <laughs> hey, I've dabbled in the performance-enhancing drugs down there. Hey, why not? It's fun, right? Who doesn't, want to, who doesn't want to have your member, you know, ready to party for seven hours straight? What's wrong with that? It's a great way to get to know somebody. But I'm going off course here. My point is I'm, I'm very grateful that I don't have a vagina because it's just very sophisticated and... 
I'm just not. You, you, it takes a lot of care, patience, and attention, and I just don't. I'm not capable of all of this. You know, it's such a tricky thing that people are even putting wasp nests up there to try and figure it out. You know, I mean, that's just complicated. You can imagine. I think a lot of our technology should be devoted to. Uh, not to blowing up things, which is what we tend to do with our best scientists. You know, oh, you're a great scientist. Can you make, can you make us make us a way to blow up stuff from longer distances quicker? <laughs> no, we need to take these scientists and. Can you improve the vagina? Let's make these vaginas amazing. Help the women in the world because it's you know these things are very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very uh, you know moody. They're moody. Vaginas are moody. <laughs> You know, they have, they're like cats. Vaginas are like cats, you know. And a penis is like a dog. Like a dog, always ready to go. Happy, give them, just give them the very simplest treat, ready to go. Penis, easy to please. The littlest treat does it. A vagina is like a cat. You got to kind of warm up to them. They just don't automatically like you. You got to earn their trust. (laughs) Trying to earn some trust with these vaginas out there in the world. (laughs) This is, this this story's gotten really out of control. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I just FYI, just a disclaimer. Weird AF News doesn't support you putting <laughs> anything related to a bee or a wasp up your vagina. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> U.S. Department of Transportation rules that airlines must allow miniature horses to fly as service animals. Well... For all its indignities, air travel is also surprisingly democratic. People of all stripes and shades cram together into a small metal tube and they soar into the sky. Some of them have service animals, as you know, some of which are uh, a bit more exotic than your usual service dog. This has caused some spirited debates. On Thursday, the U.S. Department of Transportation issued its final guidance on the subject of service animals, and they've added miniature horses to the list of service animals that can fly in any cabin. <laughs> Great. <laughs> As if flying isn't uncomfortable enough. As if my legroom isn't already stunted. Now I gotta sit next to a dude with a small horse. <laughs> Great. You may have some questions, the article says. Yes, yes, miniature horses make great, if rare, service animals for those with emotional and physical disabilities. They stand about two to three feet tall. They weigh around 100 pounds. And they often live 35 years or longer. They're not unlike large dogs in their comforting presence and ability to perform complex tasks. And yes, airlines have historically balked at the idea of allowing a horse in Economy Plus. The Department of Transportation's statement notes that air carriers have asked us to declare that a wide variety of species, birds, animals with hooves or horns, constitute unusual service animals that may be categorically banned. But with trained miniature horses officially recognized in the Americans with Disabilities Act as legitimate service animals, the agency has decided they must be able to fly. The declaration isn't a law per se, but it indicates that they'll punish U.S. airlines that violate it. I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> I know, it's hard being an adult, right? <laughs> I want some emotional support. I don't like being an adult. It's been a challenge ever since it's happened to me. 
and I'm not alone. Life is hard. You know, but it takes a special kind of maniac to demand that everybody allow an overgrown furry animal on them at all times, no matter what environment they are in. <laughs> it just takes a special kind of egoistic, selfish prick. I'm sorry. They're disabled. They're mental. Whatever. They're sad. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> We're all dealing with a struggle to be comfortable. And I've said this before. Nobody likes flying. Anybody out there like, ooh, a joy. Flying is non-stressful for me. I've never walked on a plane like, whippy, yippy, let's do it. Except for that time I was on cough syrup and <laughs> Vicodin. I'm never pleased to get on a plane. No one is. It's one of those things in life, you know? Why do you get a special why do you get special treatment? It's so stressful for me. Yeah, it's stressful for us all, you dingbat. You don't see me cuddling a skunk. Be a reasonable human being. Keep your legroom and belongings to a minimum. You know, take a Xanax and have a martini and pass out like the rest of us. Shut up. (laughs) Seriously. Bring a horse on the plane. And shame on you, Department of Transportation, for folding and giving in to such demands. Ridiculous. Who's on this board? Stupid. (laughs) Hey, man. Jonesy, how dare you make fun of people with disabilities? I'm not. I'm not making fun of people with disabilities. You're inferring something. Can't you be more sensitive to people with disabilities? Sure. A little bit. But not on... Not in circumstances like this. Not on a plane. You can bring a cat, something small, that's in a cage. You don't bring... You cannot justify bringing a small horse into the aisles of this plane. It's not happening. I don't care what your argument is. It's not flying with me, baby. Granted, I'm not in charge of anything. Probably for the good of mankind. (laughs) Yeah, I realize I'm out of my mind. So what? This is my opinion on this subject. I've talked about this many, many times. I shouldn't even get into it, but... Look, if if those 10 prescription pills in your purse can't get you through a three-hour flight, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know? You're not bringing a... You're not bringing fleas on the plane. Hey, you think I'm wrong? Call the show. Make your Make your point. Make your statement. You de- you dis- defend a small horse, a small little emotional support horsey, on a plane at Six Flags, you name it. You defend that. I'll, I'll listen to your argument. Six four six four five zero twenty twelve. I'm out. A Florida couple has sex inside the police car after being arrested for riding their bicycles while drunk. That's a lot of Florida in that one headline, isn't it? Need to add on bath salts, and then you got a full closure there. (laughs) Let's find out what's going on in Florida. I don't know why we do this to ourselves every week, but I guess we can't get enough of it. A couple has been arrested in Florida for riding their bicycles while drunk. 
They made matters worse for themselves when they started having sex in the back of the patrol car. Wow. A sheriff's deputy spotted Aaron Seth Thomas, age 31, and his lovely princess Megan Lynn Modenaro, age 35. You know they have a special connection. Uh, that connection is always on drugs, always down to have sex, no matter where they are. Well, they narrowly avoided being hit by a car when they rode their bicycles across a road in Fernandina Beach. Fernandina Beach! One of their bikes lacked lights, while the other had only a headlight. Plus, the couple had been drinking at a nearby bar. The, the bikes lacked lights <laughs> in Florida. I mean, what a joke that is. Arresting. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that they, the bikes worked. It's amazing that they were upright on the bikes, even for an instant, given the sort of condition that they were clearly in. I mean, come on, it's Florida. Lower the bar, okay? Just be thankful they're not riding a bike while holding a bazooka. So in addition, Thomas had seven cans of beer in his backpack. Ooh, riding around with a backpack of beers on your bike. That sounds like an amazing Florida date, right? Hey, what you doing tonight? Yeah? Yeah, well, I got two bicycles and a backpack full of canned beer. Would you like to just traverse the city? Get a little inebriated with me, baby? Wow, the photos of these people. First of all, this girl's face is all wrecked. What, did she fall on her face on the bike? What's going on here? They failed sobriety tests. How hilarious to fail a sobriety test after being pulled over on a bicycle. I mean, just of all the degrading moments in your life, imagine how it's got to feel to, be, to get a DUI on a bicycle. They were placed after being arrested inside a deputy's vehicle for transport to the jail. Then the couple started removing their clothing and engaging in sex in the back of the transport to jail vehicle. Ooh, the nerve of these horny mofos. The deputy, deputy then pulled Thomas out of the car, but the suspect allegedly shoved the deputy to the ground and ran off naked. They weren't cuffed at all? How do you not cuff your people in Florida? I mean, everybody's got to be cuffed in Florida. If anyone's being arrested in Florida, you have to cuff them. I don't care if it's just for being drunk on a bicycle. You can't take a risk with what's going on in Florida. Those people, if you don't cuff them, they will bite the back of your neck in the cruiser. They don't care. Some of them are vampires. Yes, I said it. Thomas was later apprehended behind an ice cream store. Oh, it's got to be a real low moment in your life when you, you're hiding behind an ice cream store, behind a dumpster, naked, and the police find you. No doubt tackling you on the, on the pavement, scraping your naked knees. All behind an ice cream store? Oh, goodness gracious. Mondanaro was moved to a different patrol car, but allegedly kicked two deputies along the way. These people are just kicking deputies down in Florida. Nobody gives a hoot. Thomas was charged with lewd and lascivious exhibition. Ooh, how dare you exhibit your lasciviousness. Also charged with threats against public officials, attempted escape, resisting arrest, theft, and exposing sexual organs. Mondanaro was charged with unnatural or lascivious acts, resisting arrest, and exposing sexual organs. I mean, why, why even have exposing sexual organs on the books in Florida? I mean, seriously. You should be glad that they're only exposing their sexual organs. These people are dry-humping gators all over the place. Court records show no attorneys are representing these suspects. Oh, so anybody out there want an opportunity? Any lawyers down in Florida want an opportunity? to represent some upstanding citizens that surely need to be let off and back into 
public circulation. <laughs> Back to backpacks and PBRs and good times, you know what I'm saying? I love the nerve of you to have sex in the back of a patrol car. Can't you even wait till you get you get out on bail? I mean, I blame the authorities for not cuffing him, though. Seriously. Imagine being so comfortable being arrested that you can still get a boner. I mean, that's fascinating to me. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't get a boner during a thunderstorm. I'm like, ooh, what's happening? No, I'm kidding. I can. But I, could, I probably couldn't, you know, in the back of a patrol car. I'm a little nervous here. The blood isn't rushing to my member. The, you know? I'm worried about other things in that moment. But apparently these people aren't. Although if I'm drunk, I guess I could do it anywhere. We can do it anywhere in the back of a cop car. Yeah, you know the song. No, that's not a song. I just made it up. <laughs> Forgive me. Or don't. Celebrate. A man drowns during an underwater marriage proposal. I don't even know these existed. I liked those terrorist marriage proposals in Russia that I read about last week. Or was it the week before? Where you hire some guys to kidnap your lady and then... Surprise! I'm actually proposing. I'm not kidnapping you. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Please forgive me. Apparently people are... Proposing underwater? This is pretty bananas. I mean, you shouldn't be risking your life to propose. What are you, what's, are you going to skydive and propose while skydiving? This is ridiculous. An American man has drowned while proposing to his girlfriend underwater during a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Tanzania. Stephen Weber and his girlfriend, Kanisha Antoine, were staying in a luxury submerged cabin at the Manta Resort off Pemba Island. A submerged cabin? That sounds fascinating. Don't know anything about submerged cabins. I probably don't have a budget to bring submerged cabins into my world. Um, But I'd like to know more about it. Not that I would go down there to propose, but it just sounds like a cool little getaway. I don't like so much noise. Why not go down into a submerged cabin to get away from it? Well, Miss Antoine filmed the moment that Mr. Weber, wearing goggles and flippers, dived underwater to ask her to marry him. In the video, Mr. Weber presses a handwritten note against the cabin window. Miss Antoine, confirming Mr. Weber's death in a Facebook post, said he never emerged from those depths. He never emerged. He went down with a marriage proposal, never came back. The resort told the media that Mr. Weber tragically drowned while freediving alone outside the underwater room. It is with the deepest regret that we inform that a fatal accident occurred at the resort on Thursday. The CEO of the resort said everyone is shaken to the core by Mr. Weber's death. Mr. Weber and Ms. Antoine had booked four nights at the resort's underwater room, which lies approximately... 250 meters from the shore. So this hotel has underwater rooms like far and away at the beach. Wow. How do you clean those rooms? I feel bad for the staff, to be honest with you. What do they they got to put on scuba gear to go down and change the sheets. Well, how does this work? I need to know more about submerged rooms. The water where the cabin is anchored is around 32 feet deep. That's pretty deep. 10 meters. 
On the third day of their stay, Mr. Weber from Baton Rouge plunged into the water to, to hold his proposal note against the cabin's glass window. His note read, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you, but everything I love about you I love more every day. Later in the video, Mr. Weber turns over the sheet of paper to reveal his proposal before pulling an engagement ring from his shorts and then swimming out of view. The media was told by the staff that a problem in the water occurred. Absolutely nothing could be done. He was pulled away. In a Facebook post, Miss Antoine said Mr. Weber never got to hear her answer his proposal, which would have been a yes. She says, We never got to embrace and celebrate the beginning of the rest of our lives together as the best day of our lives turned into the worst and the cruelest twist of fate imaginable. The other possibility is, uh, you know, he he saw a mermaid that looked a lot better than his fiancée and just took off with her and now they're living happily ever, ever after on some sort of acapulego. That could have happened. No? Is that an insensitive comment to make about a guy who died? I gotta say, though, he's dumb. He's dumb. This is a bad plan. Uh, look, I'm all for, like, getting an interesting uh, proposal. Something out of the ordinary, but not to endanger your life. I mean, come on. Scuba diving 30 feet underwater or snorkeling, whatever the hell. To... I'm gonna get her in a submerged cabin. Then I'm going to take scuba lessons. I'm going to go down there, put a note against the window. I mean, it would have been cool enough to just ask her to marry you in that submerged cabin, like with her. That's pretty cool. Where were you proposed, honey? Well, we were both in a submerged underwater cabin when he proposed to me. Isn't that cool enough? Do you have to then go the other mile by putting on some gear? And swimming down below to press a note against the window? I mean, it just seems really dumb. Didn't any of his friends talk him out of this? Did he tell anybody? If you told me you were going to do this, I would be like, Dummy, just propose to her in the cabin. That is enough. You dimwit. I mean, I hate to put down a man who's been killed, like, but I mean, I really feel terrible for her, too, because this is going to be a... A very scarring event in your life, right? How much therapy is this lady going to need? Well, the next guy that proposes to her... Uh, I, a word of advice. Just keep it simple, buddy. Keep it simple. Take her to the park. Get some ice cream cones. And then, you know... Very simple. Will you marry me in the park? Don't need to have dolphins involved. <laughs> By the way, now that I've read about this submerged cabin, I guess I can say it's a dream of mine to record my podcast in a submerged cabin. So please donate to the Patreon so I can fly to Tasmania <laughs> and do a week of shows submerged. Come on, guys. Hook a brother up. An Elvis lookalike steals a fake vagina from a sex shop. Is this title real? Yeah, apparently. It occurred in New Zealand. A man that was bearing a strong resemblance to the king, Elvis Presley, has been accused of stealing a fake vagina from a New Zealand sex shop, prompting a police investigation. The Elvis lookalike allegedly stole the prosthesis from the Peaches and Cream sex store in suburban Auckland, 
after a failed attempt to purchase the prosthesis, the fake vagina. He was very energetic and erratic. Going around the shop, he was talking a lot. He brought a sex toy called Like a Virgin up to the counter, but his credit card was declined. That's a quote from staff member Cat. Cat said that the man, whose Elvis-like characteristics included slicked back black hair and large sunglasses, incongruously teamed with a high-visibility vest, then ran out of the shop with the sex toy in hand. The sex toy is worth about $62. Ooh, this was a, it's a very sophisticated prosthesis vagina. New Zealand police confirmed they received a report of a theft at the store. The store has been frustrated with a repeat shoplifting incident situation. And they've put stills from their CCTV footage on social media in an effort to help track down this particular Elvis lookalike thief. This Elvis lookalike vaginal prosthesis thief. Kat told the New Zealand Herald she also hoped to track down a woman who allegedly stole vibrating sex toys the previous week before running out the door and jumping in a getaway car. Wow, people just stealing sex toys like it's a bank. <laughs> That's a strange pitch to your friend. Hey man, do you mind being my getaway driver? I'm going to I'm going to rob a place. Oh really? What's it going to be? A convenience store, a bank perhaps? Nope, a sex toy shop. If you could just pull up outside the sex toy shop, I'm going to be I'm going to run out with a bag of dildos, jump in. Oh yeah, could you get me a uh, fake vagina while you're in there? It's the least you can do. After, after all, I'm your sex toy robbery getaway driver. <laughs> oh, here's another cat, uh, cat quote. She's hilarious. She says, I work 13-hour days on a Friday. It ruins your whole day. <laughs> These sex toy thieves ruining this poor woman's day. How dare they? The store has been targeted by thieves about once per week, she says. Well, you guys must have the best sex toys in the whole area. Is this the only sex shop? Are people still buying sex toys in shops? I thought people were doing this online. I thought we've moved on to online sex toy purchasing. It's so embarrassing to do it in the store, right? You go up there. I remember I once bought a vibrator um, for a lover of mine in the past. You know how you do it? Because I think of other people, not just myself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was really thinking to myself. I was like, oh, I would love to watch her with this new item I'm going to buy. Um I remember my first time in a sex shop. I was quite, I was youthful back then. Yes. I didn't know anything. <laughs> Bought a vibrator, went up to the, got in line. And then when it was my turn to purchase, by the way, line of people. Well, when you buy a vibrator at this particular store, they got to test it, make sure it works. They have to put batteries in it. The person at the counter does all these things while you're about to buy it. Puts the batteries in, holds up high so you can see that it's working. But then, you know, what happens is the fallout of that is everybody else in line can see what you're purchasing because they're holding up the, your dildo or vibrator or whatever it is. Your vibrating face, mouth, prosthesis, lady parts, whatever it might be. For everybody to see it. It's like, okay, we like what you're buying. Good, good stuff there, buddy. The biggest one in the store. Wow. Okay. So that's an embarrassing experience, but like, so not buying them in the sex shop seems to be the way to go. Buying them online seems to be the way to go. In my opinion, I thought this is what we were doing, but apparently no, people are still going into sex shops and I don't know, I guess it's good to browse. 
This must be the only sex shop around, though. People are just they're robbing the place. <laughs> and 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 a fake vel a fake Elvis, you know, the Elvis impersonator to do such a thing. So strange. Yeah, you know, I want to get myself a fake vagina. Hey, uh, but you know what? My credit card was declined. Hey, the king doesn't have his extra credit card. Gonna have to eh, gonna think gotta think fast here. Just gonna maybe I could just. Uh, you think they'll give me the prosthesis vagina? I don't know. Huh? Maybe I'm gonna have to just run out the run out the store. Let me call my let me text my getaway driver. I'm gonna <laughs> take this fake vagina and bring it to Graceland, baby. Oh yeah, put it right next to my fake everything else. You know, um, I'm gonna eat a eat a lot of cheesecake while I play with this fake vagina for sure. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm the king. How are you even charging the king for this fake vagina? The king should get free fake vagina because I'm the king. You know what I'm saying? Why do I even have to pay for such a thing? Hey now, come on. How was that for an Elvis impression? I think it's pretty bad. Call me and tell me. 646-450-2012. A woman climbed into the Bronx Zoo in order to taunt a lion. So you've heard of swimming with the sharks, but what about dancing with lions? That's what this article says about a woman who climbed into the Bronx Zoo exhibit to taunt a lion. She did it over the weekend. New York City's Bronx Zoo. She climbed over the safety rail at the African lion exhibit, you know. Because when you see African lions, you say to yourself, Man, I've never been to Africa. I want to go to Africa. And then obviously you crawl over the fence. You want to feel like it is. You're like, I want to go to the motherland. Let's touch a lion or two. I want to feel like I'm going back in time. I'm going to feel like I'm a hunter-gatherer. Living in the Sahara with nature, early man. The unidentified woman was filmed standing inside the lion exhibit. Her moment of fame. That's how you want to go viral. Getting your knee bit off by a lion or two. She was near a lion with only a moat with a 14-foot drop separating them. Okay, so she was standing in the exhibit near the lion with a moat separating them. She appears to dance toward the lion and dance for the lion, showing... Showing the lion her dance moves. The lion isn't impressed with her dance moves because, of course, the lion really doesn't give a shit about human beings and their social behaviors so much, especially their dance moves. I mean, you can pop and lock all day in front of a wild animal and probably you're going to get no response at all, I'd say. But then what do I know? Maybe this woman's a professional interpretive dancer. Perhaps she's just trying to do some, you know, performance art here for the rest of us. Her name is Hernan Reynoso. I'm sorry, that's the name of the person who filmed the video. Hernan, who filmed it, thought at first the woman and, and her dancing was all part of the exhibit. Did you really? You thought that was part of the exhibit? Some lady in a lion cage dancing? You're at the zoo, not MoMA. <laughs> Here's a quote from this person that took the video. But when I see she was just, she just was there dancing, saying hi to the lion, to the lion, hi lion. And then I knew everything was crazy. Yes, you're right, Hernan. Everything was crazy. Hernan also said when he saw the lion start to get agitated and roar at the woman, he decided to grab his family and leave the scene. Very smart. Most people stick around for that kind of stuff, especially in America. You know? We say, ooh, perhaps this is a moment for me to get more likes on my Instagram account, some followers. Why don't I shoot the scene of the lady being beheaded by a lion or a wild animal. In fact, I'm not even going to call for help. I'm just going to shoot the whole damn shenanigans on video. This is what this is the kind of culture I live in. 
They don't even call for help. They're just like, let me just get ah, my Instagram stories up. This will be very good for that. The Bronx Zoo officials told the media that there were no injuries from the encounter. They also want you to know they have a zero-tolerance policy for antics of this sort. Oh, I really hope they use the word antics because I just love that word. We do not tolerate antics. We have no time for baloney of any sort. You don't, you don't put up with... You have zero tolerance policy for people climbing over the fence and <laughs> doing the smurf in front of the polar bears. Here's a quote. This action was a serious violation and unlawful trespass that could have resulted in serious injury or death. Barriers and rules are in place to keep both visitors, staff, and animals safe at our zoo. We do not approve any sort of dancing at the zoo. This isn't a wedding reception. It's a zoo, after all. And so if you think you're going to be doing the Macarena over the fence and near some of these wild animals, then you can. You have another thing coming, people. Keep it at the dance club, shall you? The woman was not identified. She's embarrassed. The zoo is filing a criminal trespass report. Yeah, you got to send a very stern message that you will not be bumping and grinding on our wildlife over here at the zoo in the Bronx, buddy. What do you think this is? <laughs> Perhaps, you know, first of all, I had no idea that people had the, you know, the, the yearning to get up to wild animals and twerk in front of them. So for those of you who are into this, perhaps we could come together and build some sort of wildlife club, you know? Have you ever been to safari? Like, uh, not safari out in the, you know, the real safari, but like, there's a place in Jersey, if you go to Six Flags, they have like a wildlife safari. You drive around in your car and the animals are right there. They can just walk right up to your car. That's a place for dancing with animals, I feel like. Go there. Just get out of your car and dance with a giraffe. See what happens. <laughs> or let's do the club idea. Wildlife club. Come on, what do you think? Get down, get down. A woman tells the police it was a meth sandwich that's to blame for her failed drug test. Little Rock, Arkansas. Capital of meth? I don't know. It's up in the air. An Arkansas woman who was arrested on drug charges allegedly told the police, as she was being read her rights, that if she failed a chemical drug test, it would be due to the methamphetamine sandwich that her brother fed her. According to the police affidavit, Elizabeth Marie Catlett and Don Russell Fur were stopped by the police when they were driving their 1994 Toyota Camry without headlights. No headlights on the Camry. No headlights on the Camry is the least of her problems. The media reported that when the officer pulled the two over and approached the vehicle, he noticed the distinct smell of marijuana and said that Catlett was moving about the vehicle in a quick, nervous manner. During a search of the vehicle, the police found drug paraphernalia, which included s several baggies of meth and a glass pipe that the siblings said belonged to somebody else. Yeah, these aren't our glass pipes. These aren't our baggies, of course. Believe us, this is Arkansas. Fur admitted to using meth around 11 p.m. the previous night before going to visit Catlett's brother in the hospital before telling police that he had a bag in the car's glove box containing a meth shake. A meth shake? That sounds lovely. <laughs> if any of you heard my, my meth joke, you'd be seriously laughing right now. 
Both Fur and Catlett were taken to the Garland County Detention Center, where the police said Catlett failed a field sobriety test about three times. Catlett told the police that if she, if she pops hot, pops hot, I guess that means fails the drug test, it's because she was fed a sandwich contained with meth. Oh, the old meth in the sandwich excuse. You know how it is. You know? Hey, guys. <laughs> I hate to blame it on Subway sandwiches, but, you know, sometimes I go in there and I want to get myself a BMT, you know, on whole wheat. But And then sometimes they – and when I'm picking out the things, I'm like olives, you know, sweet peppers, jalapenos, tomatoes. I love the, the onions. Uh, and then sometimes they throw meth in there. Not my fault. I didn't ask for the meth. But it's next to the olives, and sometimes they grab the meth and throw it in the sandwich. Not my fault. Subway has been known to put meth inside their subs. Then they cook it up in the oven. You know. Don't know. Meth sandwich, guys. Not my fault. And by the way, I'm not lying. And I, I, I can't deny I've had a couple sips of that meth shake that was in the glove box. I don't know how we got the meth shake in a glove box, to be honest with you, without spilling everywhere. But apparently we got it in the glove box. It's a miracle. I told Mr. Fur that you couldn't get it in there. I know he's my brother, but I sometimes call him Mr. Fur. He gets a little furry when he's on the meth as well. I got to tell you, trying to touch me and shit. Got to tell him, back off, Fur. I know you're on the meth, but back off. I took a sip of that meth shake. It's pretty good. I like it with blueberries. I really do. little protein powder in there can't hurt either because when I'm on the meth, I tend to lose weight. So you've got to pack that protein in there, you know, when your meth shake. <laughs> Between the meth shake and the meth sandwich, you know, I'm probably going to fail this drug test, but I'm just telling you, I don't intend to take meth. It's just that everybody that's around me that's in charge of my nutrition keeps adding meth to my shit. They know I want a meth-free diet these days. I've been trying to go paleo. I told him, paleo, paleolithic man, caveman, never had meth. No, this is pre-meth. That was a pre-meth era, and I want their diet. Their diet did not include meth, but no one's listening to me. They're putting meth in my stuff. I got to tell you, I had meth tiramisu for dessert the other day. I didn't know it was meth tiramisu. Someone put it in the meth. Have you been to a wedding like this? Crazy Italians. Meth in the glove box. That sounds like a a great song, you know? Come on by, I'll make you a meth sandwich. I got some mayo too. That okay with you? I think you'd like your meth sandwich if I cut it in half. You can have some now And some later too And then when you're having your meth sandwich You can run around my house and clean Because my house needs to be clean Would you like some tater chips With your meth sandwich, baby? For me, it's Pringles all the way. Oh, meth sandwich. I made you a meth sandwich. Cause I care about your lunch experience. Ho, 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 ho. And that wraps up 
2019, a very successful year for Weird AF News, and it's all because of you weirdos. Uh, without the loyal listeners, where would I be? You know, I want to thank everybody who's uh, been a fan of the show all year. Uh, I want to thank especially the people who have reached out to me, sent me kind emails and messages, made reviews of the show, rated my show, shared it with a friend, a loved one, or an enemy, or an arresting officer. And of course, my patrons, the support that you've given me through 2019 has been very appreciative. Anybody who's made a donation to the show, sent me a gift like coffee, or the person that sent me that dildo, whoever you are. <laughs> the mystery dildo! Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate all of you guys. Uh, it's been a great year for Weird AF News and for me uh, in particular. And uh, I look forward to a, a, a prosperous 2020 as we continue delivering weird news to your weird ears. Uh, as always, you can... Follow me at Funny Jones on Instagram, at Funny Jones on Twitter, and on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. You can email the show, funnyjones at gmail.com. Yeah, that's my personal email. Uh, and you can also make a donation there as well through PayPal or Google Pay to funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, you can call the show as well. The phone, the phone lines are always open, baby, and they will be for 2020. 646-450-2012. Um, and, uh, what can I say? I'm grateful for you and, uh, I hope that you're grateful for me and I'll see you in 2020. Be safe guys.